This is the Data Privacy Detective, and today we're going to talk about India, and we couldn't have a better person to uh, tell us all about the Indian approach to data privacy than Stephen Mathias. Stephen, uh, thank you very much for joining us. And you're a, uh, an attorney at the Kochar Law Firm. Could you tell us just a bit about what you do and what the firm does? Sure, Joe. Um, so Kochar & Company is a, is a national firm in India. We have about 200 lawyers across six offices, mostly represent foreign companies. I uh, co-chair our tech practice and uh, I do a fair bit of uh, uh, privacy work. Very good. And of course, you and I have worked together over the years and uh, Kochar is certainly considered one of the leading law firms of India with uh, a lot of uh, work done for uh, non-Indian companies, although a lot of Indian companies as well. So you're, you're just perfect to discuss this with us. So let me just ask you generally, Stephen, what is India's uh, basic approach to uh, personal data privacy? I would say, you know, data privacy has not been on the radar in India until possibly in the last two years. In fact, India has never really uh, taken privacy seriously. We've just had a couple of provisions in our Information Technology Act, one which provides for compensation where one does not use reasonable security practices and procedures while protecting uh, certain types of data. And I think, uh, Stephen, uh, there was one act uh, maybe in the year 2000 about technology, uh, you know, with India's great growth in uh, BPO and other data tech fields, and then another one 2011, but, but not what you'd call a comprehensive approach so far. Is that right? That's right. So uh, we've had some privacy provisions which came out of the statutory provision on uh, compensation and uh, that did not really provide um, you know proper protection uh, about two years ago um, there was a somewhat of a furor over privacy issues concerning what we call Aadhaar which is India's uh, huge biometric based uh, identification program and that was taken to the Supreme Court, it was argued that uh, there aren't sufficient privacy protections. And then the issue came up as to whether the Indian Constitution protects privacy as a fundamental right. Right, and I think they looked at Article 21, right, of, of your Constitution. That's right. And finally, the Supreme Court did hold in a, in a landmark judgment that uh, the Indian Constitution does, in fact, uh, treat privacy as a fundamental right. So uh, that led to the government appointing a committee that was going to draft a new privacy law. And the committee started with a white paper, and then they went on to draft uh, a new law, which is still in draft form. And uh, there was some thought it could get passed uh, late last year, early this year. But as we got closer to elections, that, um, uh, you know, went away. Uh, so it's still on the anvil, and um, uh, hopefully we will have a new law in place uh, perhaps by the end of the year. And, of course, uh, the election's over now, and the uh, prime minister won uh, basically re-election. And am I right, generally speaking, kind of a continuity of government uh, from this election? That's right. And in fact, uh, earlier this week, the Minister for Information Technology made an announcement that the draft uh, personal data protection bill 
has been finalized by the government and it will be presented to cabinet uh, very shortly. And once it's approved by the cabinet, then it will go before parliament. And they probably have the votes to uh, pass something. It should. And I think there's broad consensus that uh, India needs a privacy law. So I don't expect uh, in either house of parliament there'd be too much opposition to the idea of passing the law. Now, no, no, the content, uh, uh, whether the content has changed much from what was released earlier. And so that uh, we're waiting for the draft to be released. Very good. And uh, let me just ask you generally, I'm sure our listeners uh, are familiar by now with the European approach, the GDPR. Uh, how does the India approach, whatever the final act uh, looks like, it'll probably be something like the draft bill, as you say. And, and so in general, is it like GDPR or are there big differences? I think by and large it follows the spirit of GDPR and there are a lot of concepts in GDPR which are uh, captured in the law. There are some areas where the law is actually stricter than GDPR. I've had uh, European lawyers discuss it with me and call it GDPR plus. Uh, one, one significant area is, uh, you know, except for specific grounds like, you know, court orders and things like that. The main ground for uh, processing a personal data is consent. And Much more so than in Europe, where uh, you know a legitimate interest uh, can be a reason. But you're saying India will f focus much more on express consent. That's right. So a concept like legitimate interest is absent in the law. There is a provision for you know reasonable grounds to be notified by the data protection authority. But until those grounds are notified, um, there is no other way uh, to, you know, justify processing of person data other than consent. So I think that's a big difference uh, with GDPR. Um, you see, uh, you know, a criminal uh, provisions relating to violations. That's again uh, somewhat unusual. And then you have uh, data localization provisions, which again. Uh, is somewhat controversial. Well, now that is, let's talk briefly about the data localization. And for listeners, that means uh, where a country tries to say, okay, personal data, we want to keep it inside our border because we're afraid if it gets outside, people are going to misuse it and abuse it, that sort of thing. And so, uh, India, you, you would expect to have a data localization principle? So the draft law uh, essentially covers three aspects. One is data that uh, must be uh, stored in India only, that it cannot be stored outside India. Two is data that can be stored outside India, but there has to be a serving copy uh, in, uh, in India. And third is the method of transfer of data out of India. So when it comes to the first two, essentially there's a definition for, uh, there's a term called critical data which is not defined and which the government will define. And that data can only be stored in India. But that may be what, health data of Indian citizens and uh, financial information, that sort of thing you would you would expect? I, I would hope it's narrower than that and it covers mostly data which is, you know, relates to, uh, you know, has some implication to security. Ah, security issues. Okay. But that's to be seen once the, once the bill is enacted and the government uh, sets the rules. Yes. So, I mean, I think that's, uh, you know, that's causing a little uh, concern among multinationals and so on. 
because they don't they don't know what the definition is and if the bill has to be passed it has to be enforced and then the government has to notify the meaning of that and then the other aspect of keeping a serving copy in india that also uh, you know that covers all data not just critical data and so that's also a worry uh, the belief is that it's aimed more at the big multinationals but in truth they have the resources to you know store data within india i feel it affects the um, small and medium enterprises more because they rely on cloud based applications a great deal more and if those applications you know store data outside india then that's uh, you know that's actually being you know uh, that's being excluded uh, for indian businesses that'll be really important steven because of course gdpr got away from the data localization uh, approach that was under the old directive but uh, because uh, the cloud is here probably here to stay i think we would all agree and you uh, this could have an impact could it uh, steven on the uh, enormous and uh, terrific uh, tech uh, uh, companies in India that basically process data of uh, non-Indian people could, could that happen uh, if, if the if the act isn't drawn uh, correctly? Yeah, it's an interesting, right? That we process uh, more data of the rest of the world uh, than any other country, but yet we want to keep all our data, you know, within India. Uh, so that's uh, you know somewhat uh, hypocritical. I think the issue with regard to the uh, offshore, you know, software, BPO industry, and so on, is that uh, the law applies to any processing of personal data within India, and that includes foreign personal data. Okay, no matter uh, whose data it is, that's very interesting. Okay. Yes, but if the law is not aligned with the law of the you know, individual where the data is collected from, then the question is, is the data being, you know, legitimately collected? So, for example, if in Europe you're using legitimate interest, but in India you require consent, then how does that work? The law does uh, uh, give an opportunity to the authority to make exemptions for the offshore industry. Once again, unless those exemptions are notified, they would not, it would not apply. Right, and I think that goes back to a prior law, maybe the 2011 law, that, that wanted it to be sure that the Great Indian Tech Center continues to grow and do offshore business. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, Stephen. There's a, there's a law, uh, India, we would say it has been tabled, sometimes to foreigners. That means it's it's not going to be acted on, but there it means it's it's really in, a, in, uh, in, in the parliament and likely to be enacted sometime soon. That seems to be your and others' expectations. Let me ask you this. Should businesses sit back and wait uh, until it's there, or are there, are there things you're advising clients to do now to get ready for uh, what seems to be coming? Um, yes, we are advising uh, clients to get ready uh, in terms of what we see as basic aspects of any privacy law that you would expect to, you know, to uh, apply to you. Some of the more controversial issues, it's unclear uh, how they will end. Uh, we have to see what the draft uh, that goes to Parliament says. And then there is a scope for, you know, um, talking for stakeholders, you know, talking to 
the government and uh, to people in parliament and uh, putting their view across and perhaps uh, asking for changes uh, you know at the parliament level so um, on the controversial uh, issues like data localization still unclear what uh, how it will end unclear but time to get uh, get ready and it sounds like uh, businesses that are very global better take a look at uh, consent ever more so than ever uh, because India is uh, currently of large uh, economies the fastest growing country in the world an enormous growing market and a growing middle market uh, you would say and and uh, a very important uh, country of course uh, for any global business any concluding thoughts Stephen there's much more to it and uh, we'll uh, let people know how to reach you as needed but uh, any concluding thoughts about uh, India and data privacy well, I would just say that um, I think the the law is definitely coming, and uh, it uh, should be enforced in the next few months, possibly by the end of the year. Um, there is a fair bit to be done in terms of tweaking the law, correcting errors, and uh, making it, I would say, more business friendly. And that's, I think, something industry needs to take up uh, once the you know the final draft is out. Very good. Well, Stephen, thank you for joining us today and updating on this uh, really important emerging uh, uh, set of uh, issues for India and the world. Uh, and for our listeners, I always conclude by saying, remember, your personal data protection starts with you. So, Stephen, thank you very much, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Bye-bye. It was good talking to you, uh, Joe. All the best.